Blog Talk Radio. The Four Persons Inc. is a licensed 501c3 nonprofit. All rights reserved. No use of our content is allowed by law without our permission. Our goal is to bring you the very best Catholic content possible. Going forward, we will continue to bring you the best apologists, educational programming, devotionals, and live charitable and social outreach and activism. However, we cannot continue to bring this great programming without your help. All of our members are volunteering their time and efforts, but the hosting, programs, licensing, and subscriptions needed to keep this going costs money. Right now, our credit card platform is not yet operational, but you can still send your tax-deductible gift to the Four Persons Inc. P.O. Box 11214, Manassas, Virginia, 20113. That donation address again is the Four Persons Inc. P.O. Box 11214, Manassas, Virginia, 20113. If you are interested in advertising on our shows or have any questions or comments of any kind, Email us at email at thefourpersons.com or call us at 240-728-6531. And now, welcome to Catholicism Rocks brought to you by our friends at catholicismrocks.com. This is our weekly night show dedicated to the premise that there is nothing better than being a Catholic. Director of Catholicism Rocks, and we're starting to do a weekly uh, show on uh, the four persons. It'll be on Wednesdays, I think, as we're going forward. Wednesdays at the same time, so be sure to tune in. And we're going to have all kind. We'll have uh, guests that we invite. Uh, we'll take phone calls and things like that. And uh, uh, today, uh, Catholicism Rocks sort of really is we're into the tradition, which without tradition you have no church, and that that seems to be everything's against tradition these days. And uh, I think one of those reasons why is sort of like Satan is, is uh, uh, at play here. And as Catholics, we know Satan is real. It's an actual thing. It's not some made-up fantasy to, to concocted by people to scare little children or, or anything like that. Uh, many of you have come across satanic forces in your lives, and you know them when you see them. But Satan these days is uh, all over the place, it would seem like, uh, uh, sort of like almost winning the battle in, in sort of the secular world. Uh, in, in many ways, it seems like people 
kind of don't think he exists, or, but kind of don't really care one way or another if there's a God or Satan, anything else. They just kind of do what they're going to do. But today I'm going to take a phone call. It looks like I've got something coming in from uh, area code 666, and I'm going to go ahead and see who this is. Uh, hello? Is there anybody on the end, other line? Yes. Greetings, Greetings, mortal, really. Uh, so so who are we speaking? Who am I speaking to? Don't you know I work best in secret? Well, that's if you work best in secret, uh, so you're not going to tell me your name. I am the Prince of Darkness. Oh, you're the Prince of Darkness. Well, forgive me if I'm a little bit skeptical, because if you're the Prince of Darkness, you're also the Prince of Lies. Isn't that correct? Of course. Deception has always been one of my best things. Well, if deception is one of your best things, how do I know you, you are who you say you are and this isn't just some sort of a prank? I guess you'll have to trust me, won't you? <laughs> so now you're asking me right off the bat, a Catholic, I'm a, you know, I'm a pretty, you know, in the died the wool Catholic here. You're asking me to trust that you're Satan. Well, let's see. Let's. Uh, uh, I'm not really going to play along with that, but I will ask you some questions. So, well, like you said, let me ask you a question. Well, I don't know if I uh, want to do why, that. But why? Why is it that so many are willing to believe that it's God when it's actually me? Oh, you're now. So you're saying, let me see if I can get this right. But before we go further, let me get, let me get this down so I can at least uh, uh, have it said. Why of all of all places would you you who have done a pretty fabulous job of the best lie you ever told, assuming that it's really you? I'm still pretty skeptical on that. Just because I'm Catholic doesn't mean I'm going to fall for anything, right? But assuming that it's you, we'll assume that for the sake of the conversation. Why would you choose a radio show on that's uh, the Catholicism Rocks, which is a, a, a Catholic outlet that embraces tradition, on a radio show on the four-person dink? Why would you choose, after fooling so many people into thinking that you don't, don't even exist, that was your best lie of all, as many people have said that before, why would you choose to make yourself known here of all places? Well, obviously, my lie is still working because you don't believe me. There I am, and you still don't believe that I exist. Oh, no, I believe Satan exists. I don't necessarily believe that you are Satan. But uh, uh, go ahead and ask me your question. But why why here? Why would you choose to come out here? Because you're, you, the best lie that you ever told was that you don't exist, because that made everybody fall for your, your a lot of people fall for your game. But so why would you want to blow that by coming on a show, uh, Catholicism Rock's radio show, to reveal yourself? Because you are spoiling my game. You are blowing my cover. I want people to believe that Catholicism is God, that Catholicism only is morose and wants you to suffer, that Catholics are always supposed to be walking around looking at their feet. You are presenting Catholicism as something joyful. You are presenting Catholicism as something that somebody would want. I can't allow you to do that. I must stop this. 
Oh, you're so you're out. Well, you you know you are the enemy of God in the Catholic Church, so I can see why you would want to stop Catholicism from hanging on. And some people would say that uh, you're actually think you might even think that you're doing a pretty good job of that. But don't you uh, uh, sort of if if I, you know, of course you're familiar with the Bible, correct? Because uh, you must be familiar with the Bible. So if you are familiar with the Bible, that do you not believe in, in the prophecies in the Bible that you're kind of doomed to get whipped. Do you understand? And it's and, and I wonder how that feels to that know you're going to be defeated by a woman, Mary, the mother of God. Don't mention that woman. Why well, don't mention Mary, the mother of God? Well she's Do not mention that woman. Why are you are you a little bit disturbed that she's going to be the one that defeats you? I, I suppose that would, being you, Mr. Macho Satan, that would probably bother you a little bit, wouldn't it, getting beat up by a woman like that? I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> well, what do you want to talk about, Mr. Satan? You asked me if I know the Bible. How, yes. many, church, how many churches are there in the world? I know the Bible. I know the Bible better than the Christians know the Bible, and I know how to use it against them. But I think there's so many believers and so many that all say they know the Bible. Sola Scriptura was one of my best weapons. There's only one church, of course. uh, There's only one true church, uh, and they're the ones that that know the Bible. Are you saying that you know the Bible better than the Catholic Church does? The tradition of the Catholic Church, the magisterium, I mean, really? Do you expect us to believe that? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I know the Bible better than most Christians do. Most Christians cannot see the truth of the Catholic Church because I blinded them. Oh, so you're now you're bragging that you're winning the, that you're winning the battle. But... Uh, I'm going to go back to the first question, to a previous question. If you know the Bible so well, you know that you will be defeated in the end, correct? I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> well, you serve, you serve, you serve to pick and choose what questions you want to answer. Uh, but let's just stick with that point. I'm going to try to drive that point home. You're, just, let me see if I've got your argument correct here. So you're saying that you know the Bible better than most Christians, and you've uh, managed to blind most of the Bible. But then I come back and I say, well, if you know the Bible so well, you know you lose in the end. And you say, what do you say? I don't want to talk about that. Well, I think that that makes you the loser, not us, right? What are your questions for me tonight? Well, let's try something else then. Uh, if you are who you say you are, which I, uh, of course, I have to still be skeptical of that because I just still can't get over the sort of the idea that the Prince of Lies, who has managed to, I will grant you this, you've managed to fool a good portion of the population that either you don't exist or that you exist or, or you sort of uh, mess up the reading of the Bible so they're, they've gone askew in, in any number of ways, in any sort of some crazy ways, but it still doesn't explain to me why you would blow your cover on Catholicism rocks, which is a, a home of the tradition of the church, 
when you know you're not going to be able to defeat us. So uh, why here? Why now? And uh, do you just think that you have enough power here that you've won enough of the, that you're at a, we're at a tipping point in the world and that you're, you're just about to tip it over and win? It is you that are born in my cover, not me. You were born in my cover with this show, with this website, with your audience. You were born in my cover. Oh, so you're, second, you're just... Second, if you think I cannot defeat you, think again. Many Christians, many Christians have been brought down by me because they believe they could not be brought down. They believe they were beyond temptation. They believe that I could not reach them. Well, you cannot reach them, but that, that's not up to the people. That's up to the grace of God. Those who, uh, those who God protects, you cannot reach them. And I think that, I think that you know that as well. But let's try, to, let's try another uh, take here. Now, if you are who you say you are, do you get worried sometimes that uh, I'm thinking of, I'm sure you're familiar with the German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, and his rather infamous saying, God is dead and we have killed him. Are you familiar with that text? I am. Who do you think wrote it? Yeah, well, <laughs> that, does, okay, that, that, that doesn't surprise me. Okay, with that said, remember the, uh, Nietzsche, he didn't mean that literally. Of course, he meant that God, men had outgrown the idea of God. That's why God was dead. And uh, God is dead, and we have killed him. And how are we going to live with this? He goes on and say this horrible deed. Now that you, uh, I'm playing along with you a little bit, which is dangerous. I understand that, but I've, 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 uh, I hope that God is watching over me as I as I even talk to you at all. But do you ever get wonder that if so, the world, the the moral fabric of Western civilization is decaying pretty rapidly, and you're probably just all happy about that. But don't you sense even a danger in that as well? Don't you think maybe somebody's going to come along and say, Satan is dead and we have killed him because they've outgrown even you? And you say you know the Bible. The Bible describes the Nazarene as he who is. And the Bible describes me as he who is not. And as long as I can make you believe that the Nazarene does not exist, and that I also do not exist, then you are mine. Then you are coming to be with me. Okay, so, uh, but I think by your own admission, even there, you seem to have sort of these circular arguments. But I guess that's befitting that the, uh, the Prince of Lies. That would befit the Prince of Lies to try circular arguments. But uh, earlier you said that you came on Catholicism Rocks because we're getting in your way. Uh, you, 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 we're blowing your cover because we do believe in the Nazarene. We do believe in Jesus Christ as Lord, our Savior. We don't just believe that in the sense that you believe the sun is going to come out. We believe that through an act of faith, which is with our whole heart and our whole mind. It is, it, it is what makes us what we are. And so you're not going to be able to, uh, yes, you, we do our best. That is our job in this world as, as mere mortals is to spread the gospel to the best of our ability, spread the gospel according to the, the traditions of the Catholic church. 
the magisterium of the Catholic Church. And so the battle is ongoing. But again, I have to come back to the fact and that you do have to realize this because you've admitted it already that you know you lose. So what makes you keep going forward? What makes what what is it just a pure hatred? Uh, and maybe better that maybe the guests would like to know this. This is a question that I've often uh, wondered myself. It's fairly straight, but I, I want to hear your version of it. Why? What did you do exactly to get thrown out of heaven? And if you had it to do over again, would you do it again? Have you read the Bible? Well, of course. It tells you. Let me let me walk through or do it with you. A great sign appeared in heaven. God showed us this sign. The woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of twelve stars upon her head. And she would give birth to the man child who will rule all nations with an iron scepter. God showed us this sign, and we were filled with fury, and war broke out in heaven, me and my angels against Michael and his angels, and we prevailed not. Well, uh, yes, if I if I I'm having a little trouble understanding you from your the depths of hell where you where you must be uh, speaking from, but uh, I can't get past this question. So you keep referring to the Bible, and that it seems like that would be the last book that you would want to refer to because it spells out your own defeat in no uncertain terms. I mean, it's 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 pretty straightforward. It doesn't, it's not a matter of interpretation or anything like that. You lose in the end. So why would you uh, keep referring to the Bible as something that you can manipulate to your own advantage? It being you, it will end you. That will be the thing that ends you once and for all. Can you really say I'm losing? 60 million of your babies have been slaughtered in abortion. In your country, can you really say I'm losing? A bird is taking over your schools. Pedophiles are teaching your children in the school system. Can you really say I'm losing? Well, all Look at your government. Do. Look at your government. Look at your president. Look at the corruption. Look at the evil. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'll entertain that because I think that you are behind almost all of that. And you, you call it a victory, but it just is still leading to your end. Yes, our government is corrupt. We have a president that calls himself a Catholic and at the same time um, uh, is pro-abortion, among other things. We had a speaker of the House that was the same, the same way. They're, they're contradiction in terms, just like you are. You, it, uh, even in this conversation right here, you tend to just keep contra- contradicting yourself. The Catholic Church, as you well know, is the church of faith, and reason. It's not just faith. We employ reason because God, uh, the logos is the underlying principle. It's reasonable. We can under, that's how we, the, the image of God. Reason. So, reason. I was the most glorious angel in heaven. And God told me I would have to bow down to a mortal, to a woman. You speak of reason? This is reason? That my yeah. magnificence would bow down to a mortal? 
So it was your ego, and we see a lot of this on that, this planet, too. I guess this could be, you could say this is your fault, too, to a large extent, is the human ego has gotten so large, and this has been going on for centuries, if you know it. So you have, it seems to be like you've made some inroads there, but as you know this as well, uh, revelation and prophecy and everything else tells us that it's going to get pretty bad before it gets better. So, yeah, you're, you're making some inroads. We have a, a our government's corrupt. We have uh, uh, people sexualizing our children, our innocent children. Abortion is out of control. It's murdering thousands of babies. So it can seem pretty dark, and you can cast a dark shadow. But that still doesn't help your argument. You know that you lose as long as any of us, as long as the Catholics keep their faith, as long as a few of us keep the true faith, you lose. So it's, a, it's sort of a zero-sum game, right? You think that you're going to get every single Catholic to sort of fall for your tricks? I do not need to get every single Catholic to fall for my tricks. All I need to do is to blind the masses from the truth of the Catholic Church. As long as I can blind the masses to the truth of the Catholic Church, the mission of the Nazarene will fail. And I will be the glorious victor. I think that you probably, Saint. I hate to tell you this, and I'm not, I'm not a professional psychologist or anything, but I think you know what I think your major problem is, and it got you into all this trouble anyway. I mean, do you think you really enjoy being in hell? And I, I do have a question there as well, since I've got you on the line. What's what's hell like? Is it is it more like Dante's uh, hell where it's so cold you can't move, or is it a never-ending fire like in John Milton? No, hell's not that bad. Go ahead and live whatever kind of life you want. Indulge. Live your life. Be happy. Hell's not that bad. <laughs> there you go with your uh, just follow me into hell and it won't be that bad. So. You, and you really think that a lot of that probably in this day and age, I think that you have a little bit of a, uh, there's like with any lie, but like with any good lie, there's just a little bit of truth to it. People, you have convinced a lot of people that you might as well, all that there is in life. And you've done this through various ways too, through modern science that turned into scientism, which sort of reduced everything in this world to materialism. So all that's in life is material goods. So uh, be comfortable, have fun, do what you want, and then go to hell, basically. But what you don't realize is yeah, I think you underestimate – well, you have obviously underestimate God. I mean, you, you, uh, you've already made that mistake once, and your ego is preventing you from uh, seeing it, and you're making the same mistake again and again and again. You can't defeat God. Do you understand that? That is impossible for you to defeat God. Do you, do you get that? I will not sure. Come again? I will not sure. Well, let me put... The, let me appeal to your ego for a minute. So there's been a number of pretty good fictional accounts of the Antichrist. And uh, some would suggest that the, the, the coming must be pretty 
you never know when it's going to come, right? But it's, it's a, as Jesus says, it, it, you don't know what hour it's going to come. Just be ready at any time. But the, the, it, it looks pretty bad sometimes, and it's looked pretty bad in the past a lot of times, too. But what fictional account, and I'm thinking of Robert Q. Benson, uh, The Lord of the World. I don't know if you're familiar with that book, or uh, uh, Joseph Roth's The Antichrist. Are any of these uh, sort of fictional accounts, do, do they do you justice? Are you flattered that people would uh, give you that much sort of uh, ink? I rule by fear. I rule by fear, and I rule by lust, and I rule by greed. I rule by the dark things in the human being. And each of you have them. You try to pretend you don't. You try to pretend you don't have pride. You try to pretend you don't have greed. You try to pretend you don't have lust. I study you. I have nothing else to do. I study you. I probe you. I will find your weakness, and I will exploit it. Well, I think, again, you're misreading a large portion of the people that have faith in God. True faith, they know that they're sinners, right? We already know we know that that we, that we can fall prey to greed, to lust, to any of the sins, but we try not to. And but we're not all on our own out here. Do you do you realize how dangerous it is for you to come on a show like this? Because anybody that's listening out there realizes one thing: that you're bound to lose. You're not. You can't win. And all people have to do, they can't beat you by themselves. I could never beat you by myself. I'll, I'll give, I'll give the, uh, give you that much. You'd be, you're more powerful, you're more than I could handle alone, but I have a secret weapon and it's not even a secret weapon. I'm a Catholic. I have Jesus Christ as my Lord. I have St. Michael. I have Mary, the mother of God, Mary, the mother of God, who will defeat you. Uh, and as long as I call on that and I have, uh, uh, and my faith remains strong, you're not really that much of a, a threat. I mean, I have to be on guard. We all have to be on guard. But you, uh, free will, God created us with free will as he created you with free will. You chose, it was your, you freely chose to rebel against God. We can freely choose to worship God. And if we do that, you have no hold on us. Doesn't that give you pause? Uh, maybe you've made a mistake coming on Catholicism Rocks? No, sir. No, sir, I haven't made a mistake because everything that you say is true and that's why you must be silent. This is why you must be silent. Because people hear what you say and you are threat to my message. You are threat to my cloak of secrecy. I cannot let the word get out. Well, I think that you may have made a strategic mistake because I think you may, I think your ego may be getting away again because you do see that the, the fabric of Western uh, civilization, the moral fabric, seems to be disintegrating. But it's been that we've been here before and will be here again. But at the end of the day, if, any, if the faith is held, and so you come on a radio show like this and you say, you must be silenced and you must be silenced, it's doing the exact opposite. It's not silencing us. It's making us speak more loudly. Uh, can the devil ever admit when he makes a mistake? 
Do you even understand what eternity is? Do you I'm even understand that at the moment of your death, your, your free will is gone, and the choice you've made is sealed for eternity? Do you even understand that the damned in hell cannot change their mind? They are not able to repent. Repentance comes from God. Contrition comes from God. The souls of the damned can't repent. They can't turn from their sin, even if they want to. Do you not understand this? I understand this, that, it's, that, uh, that may, what you say is not necessarily true for one thing, that there is no more free will at death. I'm not, uh, I don't know where you're getting that. But I can suggest this, to, if you've made your choice when you're alive, you're, well, then you don't have a problem, right? And I think you're also forgetting this. Uh, this is sort of a very, you only like to tell the part of the story that suits you. Jesus was crucified, died, went into hell, and then rose again on the third day. Death has no hold over Christ. He can go into hell and do whatever he wants. You just don't... Not even hell. You don't even rule in hell. Uh, I remember John, the famous John Milton line of better to rule in hell than to serve as heaven. Where you, at the end of the day, you don't even really rule in hell. Don't you get it? I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Well, what do you want to talk about? I want to silence. You want to silence, but uh, again, let me ask you this question. Why are you so afraid of our Lord Jesus Christ? Why do you why why do you want us to be silent about him? It is not something that you can understand. I was the most glorious angel in heaven. Do you understand that? Do you understand that I was the most glorious angel in heaven? I understand that you blew it because you're not anymore. We in hell are filled with rage towards God. All we want is to hurt God. And since we cannot hurt God directly, we hurt him through his creation. Don't you remember what the Nazarene said? Whatsoever you do to the least of these little ones you do unto me, do you remember that he said that? Yes, so you running around in that's your why we That's why we target the little ones. Because the harm that we bring to the little ones, we bring to him. Do you well, not understand this? And a, a shame on you, and you're, there's gonna, you'll have to answer for that as well. But did you also, do you also remember the Nazarene said, he who shall uh, hurt one hair on this little child's head should have a millstone cast about it, basically should have never been born. So all of this, all of this, that leads to your ultimate defeat. You just want to do as much damage as possible before that defeat befalls you and you exist no more. Is that what I'm hearing from you? That sounds like it's crazy. 
I will not admit defeat. If Why not? You wish to be, I will not admit defeat. Do, do you think that uh, God would have mercy on you if you asked, if you truly repented, or are you capable of true repentance? And if you were, don't wouldn't you like? Wouldn't you try it at least? Because what you've got coming is nothing pretty. There's nothing good about it. It's just hatred. Hatred is that eats you up like poison, like you're completely rattlesnake bit over and over and over for what you call eternity. That's what you want? Human beings cannot understand hell. If human beings could not could understand hell, they would never sin. Human beings cannot understand what it means to be locked in your evil, to lock in your hatred, locked in your vengeance forever. Well, then ask for repentance. Drinking hatred like water for eternity, you cannot repent. You do not understand this. A soul in hell cannot repent. Contrition comes from God. God withdraws his contrition from the souls of the damned. They cannot repent. Well, I think that you're, uh, here you go, changing your story again. I asked you earlier what hell was like, and you said, oh, it's not so bad. It's, a, you know, you kind of just do what you want and blah, blah, blah. But now, now you're saying you've said two things about it. There's no free will there, so you can't just do what you want. And if humans understood what it was like, none of them would ever sin. So which is it? Is it not so bad, or is it the worst place you could possibly conceive of? I do not like how you untie my argument. <laughs> well, I'm just trying. I, I told you, the Catholic Church, I'll repeat it. We're the church of faith and reason. So if you're going to try to convince us of something, and this maybe this is one reason why you do gain some ground here and there, because reason seems to be uh, uh, going out of style these days. Instead, you, you, it's been being placed with emotional arguments and political nonsense. But if you can't even stick to a reasonable argument, then I don't see how you can ever really you, – you keep speaking of harming people. You keep speaking of harming people. What? What can you offer me? I can make you famous. I can give you your heart's desire. What is it you want? Just say it and it will be yours. Excuse me, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask God for forgiveness on this, but uh, I would—I have to say, piss off, Satan. I don't want anything from you at all, ever. Nothing. I want nothing from you whatsoever. We will not shut up. You will be silenced at the end of the day. Uh, uh, we at Catholicism Rocks will not shut up. We, the, the four persons radio spot will not shut up. We're, in fact, you're just making us louder and louder. The worse it gets, the louder we get. We are not going to be able to uh, steamroll us or make us feel uh, so afraid or so bad. Uh, do you Have you forgotten about all of the saints that went, you know, willingly were martyred? Horrible deaths. Some of them so terrible, they were. It, it's uh, almost unspeakable. Uh, right now I'm thinking of the a recent film I just saw, Silence. It was based on a novel. I read the novel. It was really good. It was about the Japanese martyrs, and they went through horrible torture, and they weren't afraid of you. They wouldn't, they wouldn't stop speaking out about Christ. 
They wouldn't, no matter what you did to them, they won't, won't stop. Don't you realize that's going to be the way it always is? You're, you're, you just can't win, Satan. You can make some people miserable. You can do some damage. But at the end of the day, you lose. So I think that what you should do, you really should consider this if you are a reasonable being, which I sincerely doubt. You should sincerely consider repenting. I don't know if that what would happen if you did, but uh, God is very merciful. And I, have you ever tried just saying, "Look, uh, that was it was a dumb what what you did was not reasonable. You wanted to be God, and that's what you're running around this world telling everybody that they can be God." Uh, modern philosophy is sort of is, is uh, the sort of. Did you read in your good book what the Nazarene says when he said? You did not call me, I called you. Did you read what he said? Yeah. Do you think a soul can repent of its own efforts? Do you think that's possible? A soul can repent of its own efforts? Do you believe that a soul can repent by its own efforts? I think that the grace of God is necessary in the in the mixture somewhere, but that first comes with the person. Uh, I'm talking a, soul, a soul in hell is deprived of grace. A soul in hell receives no grace. A soul in hell cannot repent. That's what. No, no, no matter how long I do these flames, I cannot repent. I think that that's another lie, another of your lies, because I think, did you not hear just what I just said? Jesus Christ was crucified for us. It was a horrible death, a terrible death. He died on the cross for our sins, died dead, dead, and he went into hell. He went into hell, and he rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Now, are you telling me that uh, God, through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, cannot overcome death and sin of any kind, that uh, cannot have grace? But, it, for, but, it, but you are given free will, too, and you have the free will to repent. And so does any soul, I would think. I'm not an expert on the subject. You need to read your own catechism, sir. A soul that is in hell cannot repent. It is deprived of grace. It is frozen in its final impenitence. It has committed the unpardonable sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit by its final stubborn refusal to repent. Its refusal to repent that it takes to its grave it's its final answer for eternity. So what's, what's, your, what's your game plan? Uh, in my reading of the Bible, uh, or the Catholic reading of the Bible, so maybe you should read the catechism a little closer instead of just cherry-picking here and there. Is God uh, omnipotent or not? You need to understand that God's omnipotence is perfect, and God's mercy is perfect. 
but God's justice is also perfect, and God's mercy must be reconciled with God's justice. And yeah, God cannot, God cannot forgive a sinner who refuses to repent. Well, we are, wait a minute. Now you, you just wait a minute. Wait a minute, Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Satan. Now you're putting words in my mouth. You just said a sinner that refuses to repent, correct? There's the free will thing again. That's not what I was saying at all. A sinner who refuses to repent during his lifetime, at the moment of death, is sealed forever in that decision. He is sealed forever in that decision. Just as a sinner, just as a person who gives his life completely to Christ, who lives completely for Christ, who loves Christ with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength, that sinner, that person is sealed in his acceptance of Christ for eternity at the moment of his death. What about purgatory? Purgatory fills us with rage because through purgatory, many sinners who would be ours are escaped. They escape through purgation and eventually rise up to heaven. They escape from our grasp through the mercy of purgatory. Because God extends mercy to anyone who will accept it. Well, there you go. You just, so God extends mercy to anyone who will accept it. But the soul would you, hell cannot accept it. Would you accept it? I will not serve. You will not accept it, so you will not serve. So, uh, but by saying, making a suggestion like that, you, there you contradicted your argument again because you just said, I will not accept it. And you, you did not say it's not possible. But you're, you're beating a dead horse here. So what your game is to make as many people, do you think the people, most of the people that are in sin today are even really aware of it? Do you think they're purposely and, you know, consciously sinning against the Holy Spirit? Or are they just lost their way? Do you think the vast, do you think the vast majority of people, the vast, vast majority of people are consciously rejecting the Holy Spirit, consciously rejecting the Holy Spirit, knowing that they're doing it. A soul that claims that it does not know God is a soul lying to itself. A person who commits grievous sins and claims they, they know not of God, they know not of the penalty of their sin. They will not get mercy on the day of judgment. They will not be able to plead innocence. They will not be able to plead ignorance. The soul knows at its core the basic of the natural law, the basic of the moral law. The soul knows it is wrong to murder. The soul knows it is wrong to commit these crimes that I have lured human beings into committing. I think that hatred. Look at the hatred among your human beings. Look at the coldness and the callousness and the mercilessness of human beings. And you say I'm losing? You say I'm not winning? 
I'm saying, like I said before, you lose in the end. That's sort of a moot point at this point. But I'm, I'm more interested in the, the point you're attempting to establish, that if you can get somebody to sin and not re, uh, not repent right away, or uh, you're, you're mixing up your terms again. So you're, the soul knows. The soul knows. Maybe at some deep level the soul might know, but the soul is not equivalent or shouldn't be conflated with the intellect. Like Thomas Aquinas, who you probably really despise, uh, proved beyond any reasonable doubt that the intellect alone can know that there's a God. So it can be, it can be it's not easy. It's not an easy thing for the intellect to do on itself. It's probably easier just to have faith, but it can be proven on that level. Uh, but for somebody to sin, say somebody, say a young person, uh, goes out and does something stupid. We don't need to go into the, the, the details of it. But it's, a, it's what we, most people would consider a sin. But this person's been brought up in a school system and it's a secular society to go, well, no, it's not, because there's not really any God. That what we, that's what we were taught. That you can't try to tell me that their soul knows that there's a God when the whole society has been conspiring against them to convince them the lie that there's not. So you are responsible for that as well. The, lar- the lie of secularism, the, su- the lie of modernism, that uh, man is the measure of all things. That's what we teach our children through media, through television, even through public schools now, that they're, they are the measure of all things. All there is is the material world, and they get to measure it. They, in other words, you're, you, we teach at a secular level that for all intents and purposes that Man is God. And that's exactly what you were trying to do. And you, th- you somehow think that you're, you're going to, if these people that you lied to are responsible for believing your lie. At some level they might be, but what if they, a lot of people just go with the flow. They've never been exposed to the truth of the Catholic Church. And that's why Catholicism rocks the four persons. And all these people will not be quiet because we will expose more and more and more people to the Catholic Church. And as it gets darker, as the secular world gets darker, watch. We're going to speak louder, and our light will shine brighter. And you also know this, if you are who you say you are. There's nothing you can do to stop it. I will continue to attack you and your family and everyone you love and everyone who is important to you. I will attack you and attack you and attack you until you stop. Well, I, I, but you know it's not, you know it's not going to work. And maybe that's your problem, Satan, is you're not of faith and reason. You're only of ego uh, and, and self-love. But, and that's, that's some sort of emotional thing, because as you've made clear during this, this uh, conversation, you just won't accept the fact that in the end of the day, you lose. Jesus returns and you lose. You do understand that, right? You have a the last one. You're going to be keep coming, I know. You're going to try to get as many people because it's, it's looking pretty bad for you. Actually, you think it's looking good for you. But it's looking bad for you because there's more and more of these sites, uh, these radio shows, these uh, uh, 
good Catholic sites, good traditional Catholic sites that are, you know, level-headed and reasonable that are popping up out there. And more and more people are hearing the truth, not the lies that you spread, the lies that you spread through your secular society where you did, you actually did work somewhat triumphant in making everybody, people believe that you didn't exist. There was no God and there was no Satan and there was no heaven and hell. All there is is uh, humans and they're going to make a heaven on earth. So you, you, you made some inroads there, but as, as that spreads people, I'll give you this in their souls. That's not going to be enough. Humans long for God. They don't long for you. They long for God. And once they hear the truth that is the Catholic church, they will get hope. And once they have hope, they will get strength. And once they get strength, they will no longer believe your lies. You still there? Hello, Jack. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jack. I'm sorry I missed the beginning of the show. What uh, what happened? I, I missed your guest. Well, that was. A, I wish you would have got in there earlier. For good. I don't, I don't know. Some prank caller that claimed they were Satan, or if it was Satan himself, or what it was. Uh, crazy stuff. What? You heard me. I got to, I got this phone call. I wasn't on air for uh, three minutes, two minutes or something. No, was, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear any of it. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I just called in. I saw you had a show tonight. I just called in to uh, find out how it went. So you said you you interviewed a crank caller. I don't know. If it was a crank caller, I assume, but it was also the crank caller uh, was pretty determined to play their part. And so you never know on these phone calls, but I assume that it was a prank call. That's my sort of rational part of it, but I can't tell you for sure. What I can tell you is we just had, I just had some sort of weird conversation with an entity claiming to be Satan. If you can believe that. All right. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the archive because I got to be honest with you, Jack, you're sounding crazy right now. You, you're, you're starting to worry me. I, I don't I don't know what you're trying to say to me here. It's not you're not even making any sense. Well, before you write me off as a, a, a basket case, because I felt like that a little bit too. I decided to sort of just entertain the caller, okay? Uh, because it, for whatever reason, I it caught me by surprise, and I thought I'd, I'd go with it. But it got it just kept going and going. So before you write me off, uh, go listen to the archive. And tell me what you think, because we've got to start screening the calls or something. I, I don't really wouldn't want to do that every week or anything. Yeah. So, so I mean, how did he get? How did he get on? How did you? I mean, did he call in or was he? I mean, I got what a, happened? I, got a, I just saw a brief call in number, with the, and it was you know it looked like a setup at first. It was like the area code six 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 and all this stuff. So, I I thought it was a setup. I thought it was you know it might be fun to play along with it, but I don't know what happened there. I, I, it wasn't pleasant on my part. But in the, in the, on the other hand, whatever happened just there, if you thought for a moment that it really was, and I know that sounds crazy, Satan's, 
not very good at logic. I guess uh, the Prince of Lies wouldn't be real good at logic because they, they always have to step on their own tail sooner or later. But whatever the cases be, that was sort of a wild ride. Uh, what it really was prepared for, so I uh, don't know really what to say about it. But don't I know it sounds crazy. Go listen to the archive, though. Yeah, yeah, I I I gotta admit it's it's I mean I don't even know what to make of what you're saying here. This just sounds so off the chart here. Um, uh, what what's going on with Catholicism Rocks right now? What 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 are you guys into? Well, we're we're expanding steadily, uh, and you know most of us work the day old day job and stuff, but we've got a pretty good crew. We just got a a, a social media guy that's going to help some post some of the. Uh, podcasts and things like that. And I think he'll probably help me post this show on that website as well. And the, the, the crew's getting, but we've got a fairly solid crew. We're all in tip, different time zones. So it's taken a little bit of time to get off the ground just because of logistics, but it's, it really is going forward. And uh, we're getting more and more uh, followers on Facebook and things like that. There's a big following on Facebook. Uh, and we got, that that weird conversation I just had, this guy would say, you know, he'll never stop, he'll never stop, and he had to come on because he needs to silence us. But did he give uh, you did he give you contact information as to how to contact him or, or no, whatever? That, A number that his, you could like report to the authorities or something or what I mean? No, it's just uh, the call ended suddenly and all of a sudden the show was over. So I don't know, it was weird. But one thing I would say, whatever the weirdness that was, uh, one big thing did come through of it. Uh, sites like this, radio programs like this, and, and the, the whole four-persons endeavor and endeavors like it that kind of stay on the straight and narrow, uh, were spreading the word, the truth. And it did put me in mind, if nothing else, talking to this thing that uh, you really have to do believe prince, uh, Satan is the prince of lies and we have to spread the truth because too many people believe the lies nowadays. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you watch the news and everything, and it's just mind blowing how many. I mean, I can't even believe we, it's like we live in some. I'm not that old, you know. I was this. I'm still alive and ticking. So when I was a kid, I live in a completely different world. That there, it makes no sense, you know. Yeah, we live in a we live in a country I don't recognize anymore. Uh, but and and you know, Jack, it's easy to get depressed it is it's easy to get despondent and feel, and feel like uh feel, feel like it's it's it, it, it's hopeless and all that but uh yeah it's never hopeless when we serve the god that we serve it's never and hopeless I, I think that's important because i think you're right it's really easy to get depressed when all of the nonsense you hear about men having babies and people actually buying into that or a Supreme Court justice saying, no, I can't tell you what a woman is. And I mean, some of the stuff that just blows your mind, if you're if you're isolated at all or you're just around secular humans, you could get pretty depressed, yeah. But that you don't need to. Uh, faith gives hope. And faith is uh, what you need to carry on. So we need well, to me, kind of stick together. Let me that. ask you this. Do you have any... Do you have any sense this this lunatic is going to call back in? I mean, what what do you, what do you think? I don't know, but if uh, if if he does call back in, I'm not sure how to handle it. So I'll talk to about I'll talk. I don't want to give him too much airtime if you know spreading this nonsense. But 
I think that I did a pretty good job of showing him. I mean, it's, it's I, not really me doing it. It's just the Bible doing it. That Satan win, loses at the end of the day. There's no way around it. You can't get around that. And I think that was the caller was not happy with that. But right. I understand that, it. What would you do if he called back? What would you do in that situation? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you've caught me really off guard on this. I, I, I don't know how to react to this. I, I, I guess I'm going to have to go back and listen to what you actually encountered here. I, I don't even know how to respond. You know, I'm calling in to see how your show went and understand you had an interview and, uh, you know, you're hitting me with all this stuff that I don't know how to respond to. So you're, you're going to have to give me time to kind of digest this and figure out what's going on here. Hey, do you think you might want to come on on, on Wednesday and, and after you listen to that and discuss it a little, a little bit? Yeah, let me let me listen to it and see and, and see you know and you know if if it's an issue we need to contact Blog Talk Radio about or I mean I at this point let let me listen and see what we got. Okay, okay. Well, hope, hopefully you won't think that I'm just have. Uh, gone off the deep end or anything, but it, it was strange, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I understand that uh, Jerry Malorca is helping you with your videos on Catholicism Rocks too, right? I think so. Uh, we had a, a meeting scheduled last week, and somehow I didn't get the link, so I'm, I'm one step out of the loop. But I think I'm, I'm going to set up a meeting just with uh, Sean and Kathleen this week sometime and try to get caught up. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen – you guys got a fabulous, fabulous website. I wish, you know, my my job is so demanding right now. I wish I had more time to do all the things that I want to do as far as, you know, Catholic apologetics and everything. But my hat's off to you. You guys are doing a, uh, an incredible job over there at Catholicism Rocks. Keep up the good work. I mean, you guys are just, just doing great over there. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, Know this, too. I know we're all busy, but keep carving out as much time as you can to uh, help spread the word because the world needs it. Yeah. If anybody's listening at all, it helps, okay? And so you do a great job, too, and just keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, Jack. Hey, Jack, would you would – you, uh, we're up against it. Would you close us with a prayer, please? Yes, I would. I'm just going to, after that weird conversation, I think I'm just going to say a Hail Mary. Okay. In the, name of the, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. You have a great week. And uh, we'll be back uh, Wednesday, right? That's what we agreed on Wednesday, 7 p.m. next week, right? That's it. You got it. All right. God bless you. Have a great week, sir. God bless you. You too.